It's 1234. 1234. 1234. I swear to God, every time I look at a clock, it's a it's a crazy. It's a number. It's a number. No. <laughs> no, it's like 555, 1234, 123. Welcome to the Electrician New Podcast. This is Drake. My special guest is Dustin Stelzer. Hi. Today we're gonna talk about hospitality and first impressions. Basically, I went to a hotel this week. I went down to New York City. It was on the Today Show. But I went uh, two weeks prior to this to New York City again because my kid came up here and we were just like, dude, let's just go check out New York. So two weeks ago when we went, I found a hotel because I bought them like weeks in advance and it was $140 a night. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's totally affordable. That was right in the middle of Times Square. And I'm like, yes, you know, like great location, right in the middle of everything, great price. When I get there, the lady that was at the front desk, she, you know, found our reservation and everything and gave us key cards. And these people were talkative. They're like, hey, you want me to get you some water? Like, welcome in. They made sure that when they showed up to their job, they made me feel so incredibly welcome to this place. And it made me start opening up to him. I'm like, oh, what is some like real New York food, like stuff that I can't get anywhere else? <laughs> so the suggestions they gave for like Five Guys and you know, yeah. like Fuddruckers. I'm like, come on, man. I don't want this branch chain shit that I can get in Texas anywhere. I mean, you're talking New York City. I know. They don't know anything yeah. exists outside of them, I think. But, you know, so he started giving some good recommendations. He's like, there's this one burger place that, like, make really tiny burgers, kind of like White Castle almost, but, like, they're so incredibly good, and you can only get them here. And uh, I was like, all right, yeah, well, I'll probably go check that place out. So we go over to the elevator, and we're getting the elevator, and I realize I just have one room. And I'm like, no, I got two rooms. And so I, like, opened the elevator and went back out. I was like, hey, man, we actually have two rooms on our reservation. And he's like, you do? Oh, dang, we only saw the one. And I was like, no, I'll just uh, open it up. I, there was two different rooms that we got. There's four of us. And he looked and he's like, oh, crap, you're right. I'm so sorry. And it, there was no mistake. He just didn't notice it. Sure. You know? So all he had to do was just cut the other keys. And they did. He felt so terrible for that small, minute little mistake that he bought us dinner. He was like, I'm going to go get you guys all of those burgers that I was just talking about. I'm going to go across the street. Uh, I know your room number, so I'm going to go up and I'll just meet you up there. And he apologized like at least 30 times. And I'm like, dude, this was literally not even a problem. It would be one thing if you charged me for six rooms and I only needed one. I'd be pissed, you know? But, like, you fix the problem. It's okay. This was zero, like effort on our part this was zero like it didn't take any more time or anything it was just a simple oversight we walked up he's like oh yeah here's the other room here's your ticket boom but the amount like even after that every time i saw him he was just like oh so here's another thing you should try when you guys are here and he was way over the top unnecessarily over the top i think but he wanted to ensure that no matter what was spoken of his place when i left that it was the best thing and it has been every single time i've talked about this i've told people about the he bought us dinner experience and yeah. it was such a silly oversight fast forward two weeks later into new york um and i was stupid the today show like booked a hotel and a train and everything and then it got bumped back a day because they had some different segment or something they were doing and i got to the train station and then i get my tickets and i buy another ticket 
uh, for you know uh, my girlfriend to come with and it ends up like we were sitting there at the train station and I called my business partner and I'm like hey man we're waiting for the train just letting you know like they, there was some mistake and they said that our ticket was our, our return was like two days from now I'm just going down there doing the show and come back he's like why are you at the train station right now I'm like because I'm, I'm going to the show <laughs> what do you mean he's like no it's not till Friday I'm like wait no what so there's this whole having having the the show be called the today show and to talk about when it's happening (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was the day prior because he was talking about the today show that day before yeah and i was kind of a dick to you (laughs) you're like when is it i'm like it's tomorrow and you're like so it's in two days i'm like no dude i've told you like four times (laughs) well i was joking after a certain point i started messing with you but yeah no i thought it was the day that you said today's show anyway and then i get to the airport on tomorrow (laughs) and then i'm like oh dude it's still one more tomorrow away from today (laughs) tomorrow's show anyways so like the the I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm already at the train station. We already bought the other ticket. Uh, Let's just go down there for an extra day. We'll go down, stay the night, have a little bit of fun, get our own hotel because it's not the same hotel that they booked for us. And so I went online to look at the tickets and it was $420 for the cheapest anywhere, anywhere in Manhattan. This is on a Wednesday in the middle of, you know, there was nothing going on. This is just last minute. It was last minute. Yeah. So I could have gotten way cheaper. Anyway, so... We're looking around a couple of different ones that are like 480 range, and it looks like uh, Motel 6, stuff like that was still really expensive because it's still on Manhattan Island. It's still got that zip code. So I found the cheapest place, and it was 420 some dollars or something, and then there's like fees and taxes, and it ended up being $581 for one night. But I was looking around at the pictures, the reviews, everything were great. Well... So my my first impression that I'm expecting is this place is going to be baller for six hundred. I've never paid, and I would never pay for six hundred dollars for one night. But it's in the middle of you know Times Square. It's got to be baller, right? And I get there and go to the front desk, and I expect the last experience I had. They didn't offer me any waters. They really didn't care that we were there. They weren't mean or anything. They just didn't look us in the eyes. So like, here you go. Here's your blah blah blah. We just opened up recently, so like we, you know, like here's breakfast is at this time. There's a gift store over here, and oh, and and the last time we were there, there was an elevator guy. So when we walked away, he came over to the elevator. He's like, "Give me your keys, please. I'll open the elevator for you." He like he, he brought us up to this place. It was like it was like White Club the whole way, yeah. man. I was for 140 a night. This place was almost 600. dollars There was no elevator guy. Got in the elevator, hit floor 11 because that's where we were going. And uh, we're, we're going up and the door opens and we don't look at the room or the, the floor that we're on. We just went out. There was nobody that when the doors opened, there wasn't somebody there. So it didn't get like interrupted because somebody was on. Yeah. So I, the doors opened, bro. And it looked like a fucking horror movie. There was construction on the entire floor. There was like walls ripped out. There was wiring hanging everywhere i couldn't even get off the elevator because there was like um like floor mats rolled up resting against the elevator that fell into the elevator when the elevator opened the whole there were boxes floor to ceiling just shit that they had ripped out they were remodeling every single room and i walked out and i went down the hall and i like got to a t so i looked to the right looked to the left and it was floor to the ceiling just filth and shit everywhere 
and I would turn Was that your floor? Yeah, no, no. So okay. I didn't know, but I turned around and I was like, oh, fuck no. There is no fucking way that we're staying here. And I went back to the elevator and I looked and it said seven. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they're remodeling. They did say they just moved in. But in my mind, as an electrician, I'm like, why would you ever allow somebody to stop at the seventh floor? That's something you turn off. You make your contractors bring all their stuff to floor six, or you have a cargo elevator yeah, that's that, not that, accessible that's to the public. Yeah. yeah. And so when we went back, we hit the button to go up, and another elevator stopped. And it was these two young women. And they kind of looked like, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> I promise we did this is not our floor. We just got off in some crazy horror movie. And we kind of talked about it, you know, in the elevator. And I was like, why do they, as a construction company, why would you not block that off? Why wouldn't you at least, you know, take the, the door tape. up? Yeah, yeah. Or as a contractor, why wouldn't you just keep stuff free of the elevator so if somebody did happen to get out, they're not seeing this craziness. Like, yeah. why don't you do better work than that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that pissed me off. And so I was immediately terrible first impression because yeah. as a contractor, I'm like, that's fucking irresponsible. It's stupid. It's poor craftsmanship. It's not quality anything. And then I was pissed at the hotel. Why don't you block off that floor? Don't let anybody go to that floor. And uh, so like, I just let it go. And I hit 11, got up to 11, opened the doors. And I'm like, oh, okay. Everything's cool. It's clean. It's Back nice. to normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And get into my room, <laughs> end of the hallway. And the room wasn't shut. That it was like somebody opened the deadbolt and then left the deadbolt to make sure the door couldn't shut so they didn't get locked out. And I'm like, oh, this is really janky. It was yeah, a dark hallway. There wasn't enough lighting to you. Uh, I was just like, this is not well lit. So I opened it real slow and I'm like, hello? And there's nobody in there. Every single light in this place was on. It looked like somebody was sitting on the bed. Like the bed was like ruffled up and everything, pillows knocked over. And I'm like, what the fuck am I walking into? And I take two steps in and there's a huge lamp, like a wall mounted light fixture that was looked like it had been bolted to the ceiling that was just laying in the middle of the floor on. And there were like little bits of trash and stuff. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck did I want? $600, <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no, you that's know? not, that's, that's kind of not acceptable for 50 bucks a night. No, you know, like, it's like at least have somebody check a room when you check it off you know when yeah. somebody checks out they go clean the room and they check it off the list and it's done so i was worried that we were in somebody else's room or somebody else had access and they got into a fight and they were pissed and they tore the you know the thing did off. you go back down i called the manager right away and i was like this is what's you know what's going on he's like i'm so sorry i'm gonna put you in a different room i'll bring the keys up to you personally brings us up the keys we literally walk right across the hall to uh like 1101 instead of 1102 and uh open it up and it's pristine everything looks good i'm like oh okay they sold us on the view though from the other one and i'm not trying to be picky i don't give a shit you know well for six hundred dollars yes you can be picky yeah and so the the first room had a really killer look a view you know it was nice the other side was the, uh, the other side of the hotel you know even though it was across the room the view was like it was like the tops of like shitty kitchen right. restaurants and stuff like that. I was like, ah, all right. Like whatever. But at this point I was already in the mood of fuck this fucking place. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know? And so the manager, we open it, he walks in, everything's fine. And then he leaves and shuts the door and starts walking down the hotel. And I notice that there's a note on, in like a gift bag. And I was like, Oh, whoa, maybe he like went out of his way and like, you know, said, I'm sorry or something. 
I open the note, it's to somebody else. And the person's name is the last name of this hotel. So I think this was one of the owners of the hotel. And this letter was apologizing profusely for the terrible experience and service. I'm so sorry that you had to put up with all of this. And I look in the bag and it's like open food. And I'm like, did somebody like this was left from behind from yeah, the glass. Did somebody else eat this fucking food and touch it and so i open the door i'm like hey <laughs> i fucking yell at this dude and i'm like yo somebody left some shit in here and i think you need to come in here i just want to make sure somebody's not staying right now in this room there's a note letter everything and he comes back and he opens the letter and reads it like he'd never seen it before it was from the hotel it was on their stationery and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this was probably from the last tenant. He's like, you know what? Y'all can keep all the food and drinks. There are a couple of beers and stuff in there. Most of it wasn't opened, but it was definitely rummaged through. And I'm like, there's like open cookies and stuff in here. I'm like, I'm not fucking eating this. I don't know what's been done, bro. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I just let it go. And I was like, all right, I need to do a podcast because I'm kind of losing my mind. I paid $600 for this shit. Like, I can't fucking believe this right now. And then after that, everything was fine. Sure. Completely fine. But the whole time I was like, dude, I'm going to go down to the manager and not trying to get anything free. I just want to let him know how fucked this experience has been. And if you just opened, you as a manager are not doing a good job by letting me have this experience. And I want to tell like, well, I'm an influencer and I'm going to say your name and every fucking thing because not because I'm trying to bring you down, but because now every time I talk about my experience in New York city, it's this fucked up hotel. Right. And I'm going to tell this exact story to every single person. But two weeks ago, I was in Times Square and I had a crazy awesome experience. And so the point of this episode is to tie this all into electrical work. It's the same with everything you do. When you go into somebody's house as an electrician, they've had other electricians. They know other electricians. They're already expecting a certain thing based off who they've had before. So it behooves you, it is in your best interest to try to be the best version of yourself when you show up. Because I will tell you in my experience of doing this almost two decades now, most people have had terrible experiences in the past with tradespeople in general. And when you're an electrician, it doesn't matter. They look at you the same as the plumber, as the guy that did their, the handyman they had. You're all the same one. You're a service person coming Yeah, I don't care if you're an electrician, I don't know what that means. So if you can blow their socks off with great service, treating their house with respect, taking your shoes off, if you notice that they all take their shoes off, if it's a little old lady and she's in her 80s, take your hat off because that's a thing for their generation when you, before you walk in their house. Before you just go start walking through their house with your muddy shoes on, put some booties on or offer to take your shoes off. Ask them. Just the thought of you having the manners to ask, hey, would you like me to take my shoes off or is it okay if I walk through here? That blows them away because nobody else does that. Everybody just walks through on their carpet with their shoes all the time. So what's crazy when, I don't know if you noticed this, but whenever you do anything nice or even to yourself, you do something that you feel is just at standard people respond to like oh my god thank you for being so nice yeah it makes me realize that so many other people must be jerks ah yeah and it kind of blows my mind the 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 first hotel guy was being nice and you felt like it was overly nice for 140 dollars yeah but for a night that's but it's amazing. Yeah. Right. But, but it was hospitality. I'm like, oh yeah, he definitely wants good reviews for his hotel. Yeah. It's just interesting. So if you go into any, anything, going into somebody's house or somebody's coming into your business, be nice. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. 
the amount of work I've gotten from being nice to just showing up and being like, hey man, how's your day today? And oh, you got dogs or is it okay if I pet them or would you rather me not interact with your dogs? And like, oh no, the dogs are cool. And then I'll notice a picture of like their daughter or something on their fridge and be like, oh, you got a daughter? You know, like, is she going to college? Or like, what's, you know, yeah. I don't care. I don't actually care. Right, right, right. But I do in that I want them to feel that I care. I want them to feel like this dude's welcome in my house any day. Right. The amount of people I've gotten tips, I've gotten, they want to give me a beer, lemonade, water. Like they love me. And then I've gotten so much work off that. Like I've gotten just crazy reviews from people because I just show up as this really trustworthy, knowledgeable, nice young man. And it goes far, you know, like in, in every way. When, uh, when I toured with the band, we use couchsurfing.com. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a whole community uh, worldwide that have a room in their house. It's a lot like Airbnb, but it was before Airbnb, but it was free. So they'll just rent you a couch or like a whole room or something? Well, yeah, though it's not even renting. Oh, it's free? It's free. Oh my God. So you invite them into your house and you typically have a spot and you would say in your profile, I have a couch or I have a blow up mattress and a spare room. And then some other details like I have dogs or there's no smoking stuff like that. You know? Yeah. We use that all the time. And what's crazy, you have the leap of faith people at first. Uh, just like, all right, well, here's this band that wants to come in. Sure. Have them come in. We have the space. And then we just made sure that when we walked in there, we, kept it the same when we walked out mm-hmm. yeah. and if not nicer and just always currency in couchsurfing.com and or life is the critiques you get on your well-being when all of our reviews were just like these people are awesome they're super clean super nice all the stuff it got to the point and like i said we did like 300 shows a year we did this a lot yeah it saved us so much money mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't use hotels. And the other thing was we ended up staying with people who lived in the towns that had friends that would bring their friends to the show because, oh, my God, they have uh, a band. Yeah. And, they, you know, we'd be able to talk beforehand and they would put flyers up or whatever. It became a very community-based way of traveling. Everybody should do it. It's phenomenal, honestly. But our currency was our reviews. And you review them as well, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. We've, well, there was definitely a couple weird ones. It happens. Yeah. We were praised because here we are four, four guys in a band. There's a lot of stigmatisms there. You know, we're going to throw a TV out there window and just, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just leave the place riddled with beer cans and uh, various drugs. We never did that. And so many people were like, oh my God, thank you for being so nice and so kind. Like, we've had such bad experiences. Mm -hmm. And it blows my mind to think that if you're going into somebody's house, albeit a couch surfer or an electrician doing a job, to not have the respect to go into the house, to have the audacity to, like, not care. Yeah. I think it's it's obnoxious. Yeah, and this is business, you know? Even like just yeah right like the moral standpoint of doing that as a human being it blows my mind but I was raised you know by parents that taught manners and you know that's our generation yeah. 
and I was taught by grandparents, like, you don't wear a hat when you go, when you sit at a table and eat dinner, you know, like, but I was kind of raised with those values. So it's, for me, it's just common sense, but common sense is only common to those who it's common to, yeah. you know, but this is business. Like businesses don't thrive. We are in an economy of social media, spreading the word, telling everybody everything all the time. It's all open in that kind of a climate. Why on earth would you not be on your best behavior at all times to try to get more opportunity because people are going to spread word of mouth everywhere you don't just show up i mean you can there's people that are trolls online and they're trolls in real life and and they they don't care about anybody but that's their reputation and that gets told about them yeah and so you're you very quickly cut off everything in your ability to grow and have really massive opportunity happen if you're not somebody that's nice and polite and kind first impressions are hard to change you know we all have bad moments where we went to a job and something rubbed us wrong with the person because that's the other thing you go into somebody's house sometimes as a as a electrician or any any type of job and there the homeowner is a jerk and it's so hard not to reciprocate back you know and say something kind of like snide and really it's because they had a bad day or they just have a bad disposition in life it doesn't really matter you still have to as a business as a professional save face and just do it right but sometimes it happens sometimes you you say the wrong things or you retaliate yeah there's been a couple of those yeah and it happens to the best of us and it doesn't have to be a job it can just be a, a random interaction with a stranger and that first impression, if you don't have any ability or want or desire to change that first impression, they will remi- remember you as whatever they remember you as, the jerk, the, the impatient one, the, the lousy worker, the whatever. If it's a repeated customer, you might have a chance to redeem yourself. And if you do make a bad first impression, if it matters to you, you need to redeem yourself. And redeem yourself it depends on the person and it's up to the person to either accept your apology and move on or to be like no you're a jerk it's not up to you to say you're not a jerk if somebody's calling you a jerk that's when you're a jerk to them, to them I think there's a lot of people with some pretty sensitive feelings these days that well, they assume jerkhood because right but what are they going to say no matter what to yeah, other people some of that you just it's it's a wash. That's yeah, why you have no such thing as a five star review. Right. You get four thousand reviews. The best you can get is probably about four point two. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be somebody that hates you for being nice. I don't know. I think just in general, really think about your impact. Think about who you are. I know that we keep saying this in these episodes, but uh, think about who you are, how you show up, because it matters. Because this is business. Because we're paying, we're being paid for something. Um, if that at all matters, if you want to continue being paid for something or you want to get paid more, um, you have to master the art of like a little bit of humility and respect and integrity. All these like things that you see on motivational posters it's because it matters. It's it, people that do well in life understand that like the interpersonal thing between people, you have to show up as a, as kind of like this fresh, clean person that seems to have their stuff together and that regardless of how irritated you get at them they still keep their cool and that's the other thing too is like i like you were just saying i've had times where i've been less than graceful with people and been pissed and 
you know, that guy that you said you worked for that put his hammer through the wall because he was, you might have just been having a really, really bad day, man. No, that was just his way. Yeah. yeah. I still would never do that, but there's been some days where I've been snarky back at someone mm-hmm. and made them realize, like, shut the fuck up, dude. I don't care if you're paying me. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care if your son's an all-star basketball player. Fuck yourself. You right. know, like, I don't care. So that was me as a young man, though. That was me as a young full of piss and vinegar you know yeah. man that I, I, I was still a boy I wasn't a man I didn't understand that um, you know the, the idea of holding yourself together even when somebody else is coming unglued is a really admirable thing yeah um, we were just talking this morning about like um, abuse uh, like domestic violence we had some people in our building that like do they're screaming and throwing shit and breaking stuff all the time and she every time we see her she's just tears face red crying hopping over fences to like hide from him and shit and it just got us kind of talking about domestic violence and the idea of in my opinion my view and the idea of a man hitting a woman i was raised never to do that and i believe in that and it's not for the sake of like men and women are like there's these standards we got to adhere to or anything. I'm just raised. I'm never going to put hands on a woman. If she hits me, I'm not going to hit her back. It doesn't mean I'm going to put up with it. You know, like I'm definitely going to get myself out of the situation. But I think that in my opinion, a strong man is somebody that despite the craziness that's going on around them can keep themselves in control and can control the situation without having to stoop to that same level. Yeah. And that's just another one of those things. It's just a, it's a choice in the moment. I've had people that have degraded me that have been horrible, terrible people that have been paying me to do work and they treat me like I'm this filthy piece of shit dirtbag that's coming into their pristine life and they're so great and I'm so lowly. And I don't let it bother me. And I did when I was younger, but I just realized that's a them thing, dude. Like they're going to look down to everybody in their life. It has nothing to do with me. And instead of getting pissed off and being a dick and breaking something at their house, you know, I have the thoughts, you know, like the thoughts are in there, but keeping my composure makes me look professional. And it lets me walk away from that situation feeling way bigger because I know the reason they're, they're acting that way is because they feel super small. So it's an overcompensation for them to feel big. Right. Also, for people who are going to just hate you no matter what, if you give them something something to validate that, yeah. that is the then worst. Then they're thing. right. Then they're yeah. right. You're giving giving them validation. You know, there's a certain level where you do have to stick up for yourself. Absolutely. But you can also do that in a way that won't, you know, mess up your company. Yeah. You know, there's a wisdom. There's a wisdom. There's, but it's a skill to learn. There's a lot. We can do a whole podcast on just that. Yeah. But yeah, it's if you give them anything, they'll they'll talk about that one thing. But if you give them nothing, if they're just like obviously they hate you for the fact that you are you, and you just still say thank you, you're welcome, because like what that interaction really means nothing in your life. They mean nothing to you. You mean nothing to them. They just have hate. Mm-hmm. So keep it there. Don't give them anything. And then all they can have in their head was, man, he was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this guy came in and did a great job. Bleh. Yeah. I mean, even if they never never say or tell anybody the, the fact that you were nice, they yeah. know it. Right. And they won't say anything. They're literally, it'll just negate everything. And they yeah. just will stop. And they'll find someone else to 
try to instigate because that's kind of is what it is it's just like let me instigate uh, you're awful I want I want you to be awful because yeah. you're awful and I want you to awful, hear me yeah and then if you're like oh well yeah I'm awful then they're like ah do it see I don't even like with a with having a following I don't even let that stuff into my reality so when I first started I would get some people that would talk shit you know and there were trolls and there were people that were definitely hating on me and calling me out about stuff or whatever and in the most disrespectful heinous ways people tell you to go kill yourself and like yeah you should not be an electrician you're not worthy like all this stuff and it killed me because when i was younger i was looking for validation right and I, you know being having a following you get a lot of validation in every kind of way that, that means but the the more that i went on i realized the next day i woke up nothing bad happened right and it's like oh this just kind of went away and i kept making videos i'd get more people that were like oh keep doing what you're doing i love it and then you know months later you get this one that just rip you and your family and your life apart and everything and it just sinks you again yeah. after a while i was just like there's no stock in these people that i need to put any of my attention in because some of them i would rip in with them you know right. and i get into these fights and then i realized okay well that's not the way to do this because that's making me look like a dick now exactly and so then I started being like, okay, I'm going to do this a different way. I'm going to agree with them. And I'm going to start laughing at myself through them. And that was something I found was really effective too, because it just takes the sales out. If they're like, you're an idiot. And you're like, yeah, I know I'm an idiot, right? They're like, then, no, that was supposed to hurt you. Yeah, there's, there's no follow-up. <laughs> they have nothing to say. But then I realized I'm also giving them attention and they're seeking attention by right. doing that in the first place. And I don't want almost like Pavlovian, you know, with dogs. Yeah. A dog whining, if you yell at it, it doesn't know language, man. It doesn't know human English. It You responding is like you barking. And so it wants that. It doesn't matter if it's in a positive smile on your face. They don't understand that kind of stuff. So you're giving them what they want. And to train a dog out of a behavior, you can't give it attention. You give it the attention when it's doing the good thing, but when it's doing the bad thing, you take attention away. Um, not all dogs, by the way. There's dog trainers out there probably listening to this that are like, that's not just the only... There's a lot of different levels of training dogs and different behavior models, but... comparing them to trolls yeah Yeah. yes (laughs) so i just don't pay attention to them at all i completely ignore because that show that doesn't give them attention in any way it doesn't feed into the negative attention and it's it's more of like bro you're not even on my radar like i don't even know who you are You, you don't mean anything to me and so not getting a reaction not getting any kind of reply is is at least showing you don't get to talk to me yeah if you want to be respectful though have people that critique me and tell me if i said something in a video that was wrong and that has happened people will come to me in a respectful way and they'll write an email and be like hey man as long as you know this is not how that works this is how that works and blah 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 blah, blah and keep up the great work love the videos it's like yeah. yeah i'll shout you out in a video i'll give you a good review you know like right, thank you was, so much for being respectful and teaching me something that first it. impression that they gave you yeah so, you know changes everything it does it does and your first impression is that's it you get one chance yep. you get one chance on that uh that first impression now you can fix a first impression is not over till it's over you know right you can definitely fix a first impression right like, that's what i was saying earlier you, you know yeah if this guy at that hotel in the second hotel would have like comped my fucking room and got us dinner and like right. moved us into a presidential suite not saying he had to do that i'm just saying if he would have done that because they just opened and i know the whole place is vacant if he would have just taken some steps to go way out of his way to be so humble and appreciative that we were there and sorry and all that stuff i would have never 
told this story. I, instead, I would be like, dude, I got a free room. Right. It was awful, but, but dude, holy they were shit. so nice about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So think about your first impressions, people. And so, uh, we are in the hospitality environment. That's what we do. Yeah. Being humans, that's what we are. Mm-hmm. We're interacting all the time with other humans. It's, yeah. uh, it's important for us to try to make our first impressions. Yeah, unless you don't want something, right? Like, because we want things, you kind of have to be. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you don't care, you don't care. That's the thing, right? You can be however you want to be. Yeah. But people are going to perceive it the way that they're going to perceive it. So if it matters to you, it matters. If it doesn't, I guess it doesn't. 